Well, here we go. Another week, of course, in the books. Last week of Big 12 football. We now look ahead to week four. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. And I wanted to start off the show because I'm still a little bit hungover. Not literally, but I'm still a little bit hungover from the weekend that was in the Big 12 Conference. Now, let me explain that. What I mean is that we had 14 hours of Big 12 football on Saturday. Oh, 14 hours. I mean, it was unbelievable, right, to watch that. You started off at 11 a.m. You had West Virginia taking on Virginia Tech. You had Oklahoma, Nebraska. And by the time the Iowa State game came to an end at UNLV, it was almost 1 a.m. Central time. Absolutely incredible. 2 a.m. Eastern time depending on where you are and where you are watching these games. Heck, if you're on the West Coast, you're talking about starting at 9 a.m., ending at 11 p.m. That's the kind of day that it was if you're a Big 12 football fan. And to me, that was a look to the future of this conference. Why? Because the Big 12 is adding BYU. The Big 12 will be the only power conference with teams in three time zones. Eastern time zone, central time zone, and then the mountain time zone in Provo, Utah. So that's what the Big 12 is going to have. And that's something that, you know, no other conference can say. And there are, you know, some downsides to that. But overall, I'm, I'm pretty excited by it because we could have every Saturday come 2024 when the Big 12 adds these teams. We could have every Saturday looking like this past Saturday where you've got games at West Virginia and UCF and Cincinnati kicking off at noon Eastern, 11 Central. And you're wrapping up a conference slate at, you know, 12 a.m., 1 a.m. Central or Eastern time because a game is kicking off in Provo, Utah that night. Now, uh, listen, it's a long day. I'm, you know, as a guy that covers the Big 12, it's a long day. I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. It's the kind of day that you dream about when you're sitting there in May and nothing's going on or June and nothing's happening, right? You dream about days like that. But it also could be beneficial for the Big 12. Why? Because for the Big 12, you will be able to sell multiple TV slots in a way that other conferences can't. The ACC cannot sell a noon Eastern slot and a 930 Eastern slot. Can't do it. You're not going to kick off a game in the Eastern time zone at 930 at night. It's just that doesn't make any sense. The Big 12 could sell and could have games being played at 12 Eastern, 11 Central, To as late as, if it's in Provo, Utah, you could kick off a game at anywhere from 9 to 9.30 Eastern. Heck, you could do a 10 o'clock Eastern game. That'd be 8 o'clock in Provo, right? You, You could do that. That would not be a huge deal, and you could get that done with relative ease. So that's what's going to make the Big 12 unique from a Power 5 perspective. And considering and given the fact that, you know, it's all about flexibility in these TV contracts. It's all about getting as many eyeballs as you can and having diehard fan bases that will do things like buy ESPN Plus or buy digital packages. More and more I'm liking where the Big 12 is going to be at going forward. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to be the SEC. It's not. I've accepted that. And we all should accept that. But when you look at where this league is right now and where it is going to be without OU in Texas, the national media clowns have been trying to kill off the Big 12 for the last two months. 
the Stu Mandels of the world. I mean, we, we all know who they are. What's hilarious, too, is so many of them are West Coast guys who try to carry the Pac-12 water, and they have end up looking like complete fools. The Big 12, I thought, had a bad week, too. I think it's had a solid start to the season. The league is 23-4 and four overall. They have not lost to an FCS team. You know, only the Big 10 can say that in terms of Power 5 conferences who have not lost to FCS opponents. The ACC has a loss. The SEC has a loss. Um, the AAC has a loss. The Pac-12 has two losses to FCS opponents. The Pac-12 overall is 16-17 and 17 so far this year. They're 2-4 and four last week against FBS opponents. The, the, the Pac-12 is a mess. If you're Arizona, if you're Arizona State, by the way, and BYU is rolling. BYU is absolutely rolling. It's unbelievable what BYU has done this season. Just look at, if you haven't seen their schedule for BYU, they beat uh, Arizona early in the season. They beat Utah last week. And then in week three, this past Saturday, they beat Arizona State. Uh, BYU is 3-0 against the Pac-12 here early in the season. It's unbelievable. They are doing so much good for the Big 12 Conference right now and sticking it to the Pac-12. If you're a Pac-12 team and you're serious about football, if you're Colorado, why would you not want back in the Big 12? I mean, seriously, tell me that. If you're Colorado, why would you not want back in the Big 12? Get out of that league. Meantime, for the last several weeks, it's, oh, the Big 12's on the rocks. The Big 12's not going to make it. Big 12's got no chance, not going anywhere. Oh, my goodness, what's the Big 12 going to do? Meantime, it's like, guys, are you seeing what is going on in the Pac-12? Are you seeing what a dumpster fire this league is? It's unbelievable. And, And these national media guys who are so out of touch, with the common college football fan. I mean, they are. Some of these guys at The Athletic and Fox and, and ESPN are so out of touch with the average college football fan. It's one of the reasons that outlets like this have done so well in recent years, in recent memory, because people have turned away from some of these usual suspects. They've just said, you, you guys, you're not living in the college football world we're living in here. We're not. And the data backs us up, by the way. The numbers back us up. It is so enjoyable to watch, to see the Big 12 just sticking it to these guys. And having it, it hasn't been a great start to the season. I'm not overvaluing this thing here. But it's been way better than some of these people predicted. And uh, it certainly has been better than some of the other Power 5 conferences, most notably the Pac-12. No fans are much, no questioning that. There's no argument to be had there. There just isn't. All right, and one of the big news items that came out of last week was the fact that Oklahoma State President Casey Shrum, who was, of course, in Boise this past weekend because Oklahoma State was playing Boise State in another late-night game, that Casey Shrum was talking to the Boise State president about the possibility of expansion, at least getting them on the radar. And I thought that Casey Shrum has been a great addition for Oklahoma State for uh, multiple reasons, but also a great addition for the Big 12. She's outspoken. She's savvy on social media. She's called out OU, which I'm not saying that like, oh, yeah, I call out OU. No, I don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. The reason I'm saying it's good that she has not backed down from OU is that because even if you're an OU fan, you've got to appreciate somebody who doesn't just, you know, bend over, all right, to all of your whims and wants and needs. 
whether it's in your personal life, your professional life, whatever it might be. And Casey Shrum, even if you're an OU fan, you got to respect the fact that she's fired back at you guys, right? Like when all this realignment stuff happened, she's like, oh, they followed Texas. She's tweaked OU. Like you got to you got to respect that first year on the job. And she's just she's just going ham. She's going at it. She's just letting it fly. And I like the fact that you've got this savvy, smart, aggressive woman that is, you know, helping push the Big 12 forward. And my goodness, it's about time the Big 12 was aggressive. Uh, Its lack of aggressiveness over the last 10 years has almost killed off the conference twice. So now you've got people like Oliver Luck. You've got some new blood in the president's offices like a Casey Shrum. You have also really smart, savvy people at the AD level like Kirby Hokut at Texas Tech, who is part of the subcommittee that is of course, involved and was very involved with expansion and starting with BYU and Cincinnati and UCF and Houston, which are the best four teams you could have added. So there's a lot there to like. There's a lot there to be optimistic about for this conference going forward, and that's just one example of what you've seen here. But the fact that the Big 12 may not be done is something that, as a fan, I'm encouraged by. Now, I I, I like 12. I think 12 is a solid number. But if they understand and are reading the tea leaves properly on where college football is headed and they think that 16 might be the play and the way forward, then do it. Then be ahead of the curve for once in your life as the Big 12 Conference. Be ahead of the curve and go from there. I like that. I appreciate that from the league. And I hope it's something that they continue to do uh, going forward because it really is, is desperately needed. All right, so that's kind of where things are at big picture-wise in the Big 12 Conference right now. Pete Mundo with you on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Always great to have you guys each and every week here on the show. Before we continue on with our Big 12 Power Rankings, let me tell you about our friends at mybookie.com, where you can double your deposit right now with our promo code BIG12, that is BIG12, at mybookie.com. And you want to put in... 50, 100, 200 bucks, whatever that number might be more, you deposit, you put in your number, you put in our promo code, big one, two, and you double that money right out of the gates. There's no like unlocking the money. You know what I mean? It's not like you got to sit there and uh, place X amount of bets before that money becomes usable or something like that, which some places do. My bookie doesn't bother. They just give you the money. Uh, That's why they've been great partners of this show for several years. And not just with the Big 12 games coming up this weekend, which we'll give you our picks for later in the week, but also the NFL. I mean, you know, you get ready for week three in the NFL and you can place all the bets that you want at mybookie.com. So college NFL, it is your go-to spot. It's our go-to spot to place our bets this season. We hope you'll join us. Also a great way to support this site, mybookie.com, promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. Now, let's dive into our power rankings from week, well, week three in the books. They are the week four Big 12 power rankings. And we start at the top with the Kansas State Wildcats. K-State, yes, number one, up from number three last week. That win over Nevada was so impressive for so many reasons. You've got your backup quarterback. uh, You lose Khalil Duke, uh, your stud defensive end. And you hurled Nevada to 25 rushing yards on the afternoon. Uh, it is incredible. And that win over Stanford, by the way, because remember, I do these power rankings based on what you've done on the field, not based on what I think the standings are going to look like at the end of the year, 
what you've actually done on the field. And K-State's win over Stanford, where they only gave up seven points in garbage time, looks even better considering Stanford has scored 40-plus points in each of their past two games against USC and Vanderbilt. Now, we'll see how long it lasts, but based on what they've done so far, we've got Kansas State in the top spot, and they are going on the road to Stillwater this weekend as an underdog, and they were a heavy underdog. It surprised me that they were opened up as an eight-and-a-half-point underdog. I was stunned by that number based on, if nothing else, how this defense has played and how OU's or Oklahoma State's offense has played. It's like eight points. This might be a 9-6 game. <laughs> eight points. Jeez. Uh, so we've got Kansas State in the top spot of our Big 12 power rankings. At number two, the Oklahoma Sooners. They were number two last week. They stay in that two spot. You know, you get a win over a solid power five. I don't even know if solid's the right word, but whatever. You get a win over a decent power five program. It wasn't pretty. OU fans should be concerned, not because they can't win the Big 12, but because the notion that this year was the year that you had the great offense finally combined with a really solid defense to play for a national championship, that is the thing that doesn't look good right now if you're a Big 12 fan. That's the thing that if you're a Big 12 fan, you can be and should be legitimately worried about. Not winning this league, but playing for a natty. Now, I know every team has had its ups and downs, right, early in this season. I mean, look at Alabama. They have a great couple of games. Then they have a scare against Florida. Sure, it's a really good Florida team, but we, we've seen this happen thus far in this sport. And OU, to its credit, has not lost a game yet. But I, it's more about the rest of the league that I can't justify moving Oklahoma out of that two spot right now at 3-0, and despite the second-half brain fart against uh, Tulane and then some of the issues they had against Nebraska this weekend, which if the special teams didn't go their way, that could that game could have gone a lot differently. At number three in the Big 12 Power Rankings, we have the Texas Longhorns bouncing back with a 58 to nothing win over Rice last week. Yeah, it's Rice. No, I'm not saying Texas is back, but they had to get a huge bounce back win after that disaster against Arkansas. It's exactly what they got. And Casey Thompson looks solid at quarterback. I don't know, and we'll probably have to wait to see what exactly this quarterback situation looks like here going forward. Whether it's Casey Thompson, whether it's Hudson Card, and as the old saying goes, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. But still, I think Texas is a team that right now is looking at third, fourth best program in the league at this point in time. And last week was a solid bounce back win. No, Rice is not good. But we're putting Texas still, all things considered, based on what the resume looks like right now in that three spot of our Big 12 power rankings. At number four, the West Virginia Mountaineers make a big jump up from six. They get a top 15 win over Virginia Tech at home. Uh, Both sides of the ball. Well, let's start with the defense. The defense was really good. Really good. And the defense is the reason that this game was not blown late. Because the offense tried to blow it. Specifically, Jared Dagey tried to blow it with a fumble and then that horrible interception with two minutes left. He almost blew what would have been a, and what was in many ways, a program-defining win for Neil Brown. Neil Brown needed that win. All right, and Jared Dagey almost ruined it for him. Thank goodness the defense held its own there and held up on that final stand, but it was close to not being pretty there. And if, if they had lost that game, Boy, I don't know if Jared Dagey would have gotten a free bear in Morgantown ever again. 
I'm assuming he's 21. I have no idea if he's 21. Let me confirm that. <laughs> but either way, you get the point. Jared Daigie, oh, that would have been an impossible spot for him if he had not won that game. And if that interception had led to a West Virginia or Virginia Tech touchdown, it would have been a complete disaster for him. So I am not seeing the progress in Jared Daigie that I want to see for a team that has a really good defense and wants to compete near the top of the Big 12. I just I, I can't do it right now based on what he's done. But they are fourth in this week's power rankings based on what they've done so far this season. At five, TCU, uh, they were one last week, but they've only got two games under their belts. Everyone else has three, of course. Smaller sample size. They moved down temporarily, but get a big win over SMU this week, and that, once again, will, will change very, very quickly. So TCU, not much to say there in the five spot after a bye week last week. At number six, Iowa State is up from eight in our power rankings. So Iowa State, they did what they had to do in crushing UNLV after that tough loss to Iowa. The offense looked good, but, I mean, it's UNLV. Like It's like I've been saying about Baylor the last three weeks, and I'll talk about the Bears here coming up. But I'm not, like, sitting here and saying, yeah, but Iowa State's all fixed. Everything's great because they played UNLV and they scored 50-some-odd points. Uh, no, no. I'm not saying the Big 12 defense are going to bring what Iowa brings to the table, although I will say this. The Big 12 defenses might be better than the offenses this year. I mean, seriously, look at K-State, West Virginia, TCU, Iowa State, Baylor, Oklahoma State. That's half the league right there. The defenses are arguably better than the offenses this year, top to bottom in the Big 12 conference. So Iowa State can't say, yeah, once we get into league play and these soft Big 12 defenses. No, that's that's not the case anymore in this league. No way is that the case anymore in this league. So while the defense is ranked number one in the nation in total yards for the Iowa State Cyclones, uh, the offense has issues. And they play Baylor this week, and that will be a very defining game for both of these teams this year. At number seven, the aforementioned, Baylor Bears. Baylor is upset, or at least some of the fans are upset, that I am not giving them enough credit. I had them at nine last week. They're up to seven this week. Great. You blew out Kansas. Kansas is a really bad, arguably worst team in the Power Five. They're coming off a two and seven season. You played Texas State, Texas Southern, and Kansas. You want to say it's not your fault? The schedule is what it is. That's fine. But all I can grade you off of and all I can rate you off of is what you have done through three games. And coming off a 2-7 and seven season, I'm not big on the benefit of the doubt. All right? That's just not how we operate here, how we do things here. I've got to see it. Now, you take care of Iowa State this weekend. I mean, my goodness, I will be praising, praising these Baylor Bears. And Dave Aranda, year two, turning things around. But it's not like you beat Iowa State and then I'm like, yeah, hold off for the Baylor Bears, all right? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not take these Bears seriously. That is not what I'm saying at all. You, You get it done on Saturday, this conversation changes. The conversation for the Big 12 changes this year if Baylor pulls off a win against Iowa State on Saturday. But until then, I mean, just you got to work with me here on this and understand that you guys still have a lot to prove. Number eight in the power rankings, Oklahoma State. Cowboys are 3-0, and but they could easily be. It's crazy to think. But Oklahoma State could easily be 0-3 against Missouri State, Tulsa, and Boise State. I'm still stunned to think that Spencer Sanders had seven passing yards by the third quarter 
they were leading the game. They scored zero points in the second half, and they won. Uh, just absolutely nuts. Trey Sterling, by the way, a star on defense, is done for the year. That's a huge blow for this team. I've got real concerns about the Cowboys moving forward, real concerns. And based on what I've seen on the field, that's why I've got him, by the way, in the number eight spot of this week's Big 12 football power rankings. At number nine, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Convincing win over FIU. 30-plus point win. You might say, what the heck, Pete? 30-plus point win. FIU, what's the deal? Well, they barely beat Stephen F. Austin. They had a shaky start against Houston and then bounced back. And even FIU in that first half. Muff punt, some penalties. Now the pick six turned things around. But it has still been too sloppy for my liking for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Even with a 3-0 start, too sloppy for my liking based on what I've seen so far from this team. So it's based on who's in front of them. And I can't justify right now, based on what has happened on the field, putting Texas Tech over anybody else above them. Certainly not above Baylor. Um, Even Oklahoma State, maybe you could debate that one. But Oklahoma State still did go on the road to Boise State and get a win. That's a better win than beating FIU at home. So right now, until proven otherwise, I've got Texas Tech in that nine spot. Number 10, the Kansas Jayhawks started off conference play with that 45-7 to loss to Baylor over the weekend. We know it's a long road ahead for Lance Leipold. Um, he knew that when he came on board. The key for me for Kansas is just seeing slow improvement in the coming weeks in games that they will lose. They will lose them, but let's just see improvement in those losses is what I'm looking for. I'm Pete Mundo. Great to have you guys on board. Don't forget about our sponsors at mybookie.com with our promo code BIG12. You can double your first-time deposit out of the gates. And want to thank those of you who are leaving ratings and reviews. You can get a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you leave a rating and a review. The only way to get a koozie. And send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Read a couple of the recent reviews we got on iTunes, which I greatly appreciate. Colin writes... I started listening for the first time at the start of the season so I could get a great insight, uh, get great insight on Big 12 teams for college football betting. Pete does the best job at being short to the point, but also with great information. Other podcasts in the Power 5 don't compare and should take note. This is perfect for my short commute, and I look forward to each new episode to prepare for the upcoming weekend. That's very nice. Thank you. Uh, Also, K-State MG last week. Heartland is the spot if you're a Big 12 fan as a Wildcat fan. It can be difficult to get opinions on my team from other college football podcasts. Heartland analyzes all of the conference schools, not just the national brands. That's what we built our brand on here at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thank you, guys. Leave that rating review. We've got a koozie coming your way. Send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Appreciate you guys. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon on Heartland College Sports Weekly.